You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So I wanted to talk to you ladies today about a topic um, that I've been finding really interesting. Of course, in the world, there's always something going on. Um, and right now it happens to be what's on everybody's mind at this moment is the Ukraine, but there's also other things that are always going on. And I wanted to explore this idea and see if it resonates with you. Um, There are times where always my heart goes out to whatever's happening in the world, but there are times where I feel like I am called to send my energy, to send my focus, to send my love. And then there are times where I'll be honest, it really doesn't register. It really doesn't other than, um, empathy and wanting everybody to be safe, I don't feel pulled towards it. As a matter of fact, a lot of times I will feel shielded from it. Um, And the people around me will be sending energy and organizing this and organizing that. And I'm just, if I'm honest with myself and I count myself as a very empathetic person uh, who always wants to jump in and help, there are times if I'm honest with myself where I am just, it doesn't, call to me. And it's almost like, it's not, um, it's not my shift. You know, it's like, stop running into every OR you see, just go home and rest. So I was wondering, do you ladies deal with that? And then do you feel the guilt of not feeling bad about something? Um, no, I don't feel guilty because I'm the same way with, with Ukraine, what's going on. Do I feel called to put energy over there only once? And and that was just yeah that was that was an interesting that and it was oh i can't talk about it so that's interesting so yeah my level of service was just once and it was big enough to handle and that was it so but other than that do i feel guilty no same with the pandemic i didn't feel guilty that i wasn't i wasn't triggered I wasn't fearful I there was oh you know I did feel a little bit guilty because people are like how could you be that way and I was just like what do you mean how could I be that way it's like where wherever you put your focus is is where where you're sending energy to so you know when you when you asked about this subject I was just like if you're if you're in a janky mood and you're putting your focus towards something, guess guess where that energy is going and focusing to. Yeah. So, is my energy janky right now? No, my energy is actually on myself doing this massive, massive release for whatever's to come next, and it it's not on my radar right now actually nothing is on my radar right now mm-hmm. so and do i feel guilty no no not right at the mem- not right at the moment i think as we go through whatever level and layers we're going through we're working with is what's going to become up 
emotionally for people, whether you're triggered. And all I keep on hearing in my head is when, when certain stuff, like whether it be the Ukraine or, you know, the pandemic, I hear sleight of hand. So I'm like, there's sleight of hand going on. And I don't want to focus on whose sleight of hand it is, but I don't need to put my focus there. So I'm going with my instinct of sleight of hand. Okay, then it doesn't need my attention right now. So um, my long-winded way of, mm, it depends where I'm at in my path, emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Well, and something you said on earlier, um, I don't know if you used the word guilty, I think you said, yeah, you don't feel guilty. And I think that's so important because I think in the past I have worked on sent energy because I felt guilty because I didn't feel drawn to it. And now I'm sending guilt-based energy towards something and that's not going to help. You know what I mean? Like doing something because you feel you should versus feeling called to it, I feel like has a different quality to it. I, that's interesting that you say that because Right now, how I'm clearing everything out is from a neutral standpoint. There is no emotion towards it. So if we can get to emotional sending energy to someone and not an emotional, um, mental energy wise, that that would be phenomenal. But yeah, I think I would highly take a look if you are charged emotionally or mentally about it where your mind is running like you got something to say and you're gonna say it now or if you're emotionally like no we're gonna fight this i'm not saying don't go out there and fight it but watch watch where you're charged yeah so you're you're making my head spin um the bankston method that i really like he actually trains people to you start the energy flow and then he wants you to distract. He said, the best thing you could do is actually get into a lighthearted argument with the person you're working on because the emotions aren't involved in the energy. You know, you've, you've let it go. You, you don't have any ties or attachments to it. You're just pure conduit and your mind is going and talking elsewhere. Um, so yeah, coming from, and that's his way of, I think of getting people neutral. Um, so yeah, if you can, when you do, get called to work on something, if you come at it from that neutrality and you're not attached to, especially if you're working on, let's say not world events, but someone you love and there's an illness, that fear that they're not going to get better. You know, you, you just, you have to go like neutral. Totally. And so that you can just let it flow. So, but Bankston's big, the Bankston method. I kind of do something similar, but right now my level is you have to be fully present and looking at it. You can't think of something else. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, your mind has to clear and be neutral right there. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Stephanie? So, well, what changed you? But, well, um, you didn't say, Heather, but I, I maybe I can assume it's the same for you. But um, Angela said where she used to get involved because she felt guilty uh, to um, participate or what have you. What would you say has changed for both of you and that you're in a place right now <clears throat> where you can find that neutrality and not have the guilt? Uh, I think enough time has gone by where I can see the patterns. You know, I can see I'm still of benefit to people and to the world when I follow my own drum versus there was never any punishment. Nobody ever got better just from my guilt. You know, so it's just kind of like a growing up spiritually for me Um, and enough time going by to realize I'm most successful. I'm most tapped in and happy with everything 
and the results when I'm truly going at it from my own rhythm and not from what I feel I should be doing. So it was just a matter of time and practice. Mm-hmm. And Heather, did it change for you? Did you used to have guilt and participate or were you? I wasn't so much the guilt. Mm-hmm. I was the one that was, I, I had a mouth and I was going to use it. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that was my jam. It wasn't so much on more on the emotional side of things. It was more on the the masculine physical side of like, I got a mouth and I'm going to use it. Yeah. So did you, did you expect a rile of people to partake also? Would you have been judgmental of someone like Angela or yourself now saying, why aren't you doing anything? Why don't you care? Would you? Yeah, in, probably. Yeah. Because yeah, uh-huh. you, your energy was built up to let's, let's oh, go, yeah. get involved. Right. Yeah, yeah. How can you just stand by and do nothing? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it just, it's taken me, you know, several years to like Angela, just recognize, you know, growing up sp- in in your spiritual process of there's other ways of doing it besides being a mouthpiece or or you know emotionally going at it and then just growing from there did you used to judge people yourself angela would you um when don't i judge people? (laughs) come on i mean the answer is always going to be yes Maybe, maybe one day it won't be not on that you know no but that's good that's because right i mean that's it's such a big part of it right is that if you're in it and you're so caught up in how you think people need to act uh, that you're gonna you know uh, be judging them as well, well as from yourself fear, right absolutely it's from fear, from fear. especially when dealing fear. with world events where they convince you that this is the one that's going to end everything well and so who's if- convincing you well, media, you know, before right. I knew there to like knew to really extract yep. all that. Yes. Um, so you know, you find yourself being spun and yeah. and it's like, how can you not the world is ending? And exactly. it's just like, uh, and I think that's also part of chronologically just getting older, because now I can say, Well, I remember when it was ending for this event. And I remember when I was told it was ending for this event, you know? So part of that is just the beauty of gray hair and just having gone through (laughs) all this. Um, I would, I would interject that the gray hair factor. I would, I would say really, I don't think it's that much part of it. You know why? Hmm. Because it's, I definitely think it's, it's really the spiritual work because I've got, you know, relatives that are growing old, um, or are already at a senior uh, state and are as scared as ever, uh, but, but are not partaking in, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, awareness, the awakening, the self-growth. Mm-hmm. I think that's key mm-hmm. to yeah. any of this. Don't you think you're a different person than you were then you just are yeah. right. Yeah. You think differently, you feel differently, and you're now not exposed to the things you were exposed to back then. Probably n- number one being the media. You're also yeah. probably, um, I would imagine, uh, don't, worry about what other people think of you to the degree you did back then. And that part, I agree with you. As we grow old, we tend to, to realize, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter what they think. You know, more and more we yeah. drop that. But if you're continuing to swallow the fear and and get your information from people who are getting you in that heightened uh, frenzy, then, then how can you possibly be anything else but scared? No, that's a really good point. You're right. It doesn't always equate to growing older. Yeah. It's like, if you if you haven't turned in and done the spiritual work. Um, that's why I think it's beautiful when, when 
you know, you have a dark night of the soul and, and you had one at the beginning of the year. Cause that's the truly the fearful, right? It feels like everything is ending beyond anything in the media could ever do to you. And so you stand there and you get through it and it's like, Oh, okay. So for me, having gone through that and that, you know, really augmented my spiritual growth. And, and it's like, yeah, there's bad things in the media, but ain't nothing compared to what my ego and my soul can do when they're at odds. So, you know, um, yeah. You know what? So, I, when I started on my path, I asked for the energy of discernment mm-hmm. and I welcomed in the energy of discernment and that helped. Like that. Because, you know, you're, you're a creator sure. God, you can, you can invite anything into your life, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You just need to give it permission. I was, and still am big on effectiveness. That's always in whatever mission statement or, or intention I have. It's like, I want to be effective. And so I think the way it comes out is, you know, being discerning, like it, if I'm coming from guilt, it's not effective. If I'm coming from love. It is. And yeah, just following your own path. Hmm. What would you say for people who are very empathic and, and are drowning right now, you know, in, in concern and um, worry and caught up in seeing, you know, so many terrible things happen and, and feeling helpless because probably you've been there for some case, something in the past where you felt the same way. How, how do you explain to someone who's not where you are now how to work through that? I would ask yourself, is everything that I'm feeling mine? Mm-hmm. Is this all my energy? Maybe. Start start there. And once you get a no, because more than likely you'll get a no, you'll like, no, really? Is this all mine? No, that's okay. All right. So, so um, yeah, start there. Ask yourself how much of your energy is, how much of the energy you're feeling and the emotions you're feeling is yours. That's huge. And it what's really that? and Sandra really Walter has a, that great quote, care, but do not carry. It's mm. like, you can care about people. Wow. Don't carry their burden, which, great. yeah, that was like, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So that ties in yeah. perfectly with what Heather care, said. Do not carry. That must be written down right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, go ahead. That's big. That that's like, like, and anything I think in the spiritual, like, is what you is this yours? And then for me, the next step is always, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And you, I still feel caught up and I'm like, Mm -hmm. and usually what it is, is fear, fear that it's going to happen to me or to my loved ones, or it's going to happen all over, you know, the world. So that's exactly it. Yeah. So extract the fear. And the way I do that, um, I mean, there are times I have to come up, you know, I'm a metaphor gal because I have to see see images, right? I would imagine it as ants, like watching ants. Cause you can watch an anthill and there's like a hell of a lot of things going on there, but you're not scared. You're physically larger. You're not emotionally tied to them. So when I see events or I start to, it's like, okay, imagine this was a bunch of ants, like extract, take a breath. And once I can take a breath and I'm separated from the fear of what it's triggered in me, then I can push it away even more and either send it love from a neutral place or decide, is this truly even my fight? Um, but if it is, cause there are times where it is going to be in your lap and you know, the, that's what the pandemic taught 
knees. Chad and I were in the thick of it. There was no happy, you know, like, we're just going to ignore this. It affected us deeply. So we had to come at it in a half in, half out way. But it was always most effective when, when I find a way to remove the fear. So first of all, is it what Heather said? Is it yours? If it is, can you need, can you separate yourself, separate yourself from the fear of what you're feeling and then step forward from there? Yeah, that's a good sense. And you probably have to peel those emotions away because people may not understand that they may not feel fear because the fear is under anger. The fear is is under um, injustice, what have you, whatever you're feeling that, because especially if you tell a man, well, you're coming from a place of fear, it usually doesn't go very well. Um, (laughs) So, because no man is scared. Come on. So, so when you, understand that that anger okay so you got the rage towards what these people are doing okay then you realize okay there's a there's there's the thought of the only lover or fear-based ideology mm-hmm. if you're able to use that it's a simple marker is that yeah. is that anger a place of love no it's a place of fear so how do i understand that to be fear so w- then you put yourself into it what scares you about this situation is exactly. it that it that it could go into a giant kaboom and if it's like, no, I know no one's not going to do nuclear. Okay. Is it that that could happen on this soil? No, I don't feel like it's that either. Okay. What is it? The people suffering. What in you is scared of suffering? What of you fear is loss? Yeah. Uh, what, what, in, what in you thinks maybe you've been oppressive or prejudiced to other people yourself? Is that coming up, right? There's just so many yeah. emotions in there that we start recognizing, yeah. but a lot of people don't want to go down that because you know, right. It's a lot of work. It's that's, a lot that's of work. Part of the spiritual yeah, path exactly. though, looking exactly yes. at yourself. You have to yeah. look at yourself and be like, okay, I'm going to look at you today. Now, what do you got? <laughs> well, and it, one of the cool things that I learned um, when I was painting is very often you don't just grab black, just pure black. You black is all colors. So you would make your black, you would by mixing different colors that were in the painting already, you know, so that there's these undertones. And so Stephanie, when you were saying, you know, so you're feeling anger, but anger is like the color black, like what's actually making up this Mm. anger versus this anger over here. Like this, this black was made from brown and red and purple, but this black was made from green. And, you know, it's like this neat sort of like, okay, let's dissect this. And the Virgo analyst in me is always like, yeah, let's do this. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just, just to highlight what you were saying, you you may be not thinking you're feeling fear, but it always devolves down to the love or the fear. So, and people get caught up because we had this discussion in our class and actually a little bit, and we're going to, we're going to continue on on it. And um, some people are very, very upset because of, okay, just taking, and again, we're, we're talking about the war, but, and we're not getting political. We're not even putting anything other than we're looking at the subject. So there is very much concern of why is this person doing this to other people and that anger that's going in there, which of course we can also look into fear, but there's a whole process in that thought process itself in that there's expectation that people are going to follow your ethics, your rules, your ideology, just because you would never hurt another person doesn't mean we're filled, you know, this planet is filled with people who all think alike, right? Yeah. So how do we, well, isn't it that as, it right there, Stephanie? Well, 
So say there's some dictator that thinks that they know better and they're mirroring back to you what you think you know better. So there, yes, therein lies the, the mirroring back. Right. But no, most people are going to say, well, I am nothing. I am nothing. Right. There's right. no way. And, and, Bless and your heart. Right. And it's, you can't see it right there because you are seeing through your perception, you're nothing like it and you are nothing like it. Right. But what inside, what inside, right. Is resonating with that person to bring out that emotion because you think you know better Mm -hmm. and you know you may have just a tiny degree of it but we're talking about some people's lives are there to live out the mandate Mm -hmm. of what's going on in everybody's in the collective and in the collective thank you so you know you probably have a little bit just the same you know like We've all, if you've had chocolate, you've had, a, you've eaten a bug, you know, just like everybody's got a little <laughs> bit of it. Why'd you I, have to I, say I, that? I just saw Adam ruins <laughs> everything. Not even necessary. <laughs> I just saw an episode of Adam's ruins everything. Um, very depressing. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like, we all have, it. you may have processed it beautifully and you may be 99.9% free of it, but you're part of a collective. And I think if you were totally free of it, it wouldn't resonate with you at all you know, yes, it would be like ants. You don't get caught up between me and my ants. It's very helpful. But when it's chocolate and chocolate, (laughs) chocolate. but you know, when you see two anthills going warring with each other, you're not um, sending relief sad for one side or the other. You're just observing. I mean, I'd probably separate them. (laughs) But there's this sense of that's nature. They know what they're doing. There's no fear. Well, that's the key. I don't that's the key. Fear, right. You know, I don't know. The ant metaphor works for me, but probably nobody else understands. Yeah, I don't relate really to an ant. So I'm just, you know, I mean, that's cool. That works for you. Um. <laughs> okay. Have you ever walked in and your family's watching a movie and they're all crying and you're like looking at the characters? No. no. Oh, I, I have nothing. This point will never be relatable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's so, so let funny. me, so, so what happens when people have like, there's something that popped in my head, like Amu Jam recently put on in her Instagram. If you're unsure whether to say something to someone, what choices to make, best approach a question, ask what would love do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I can mm-hmm. offer our listeners. What would love do? Ask yourself, what would love do? Well, that, that, I love that she's, you know, cause I saw that, that quote and I thought that's great. So if you're in a, how about let's, let's kind of role play. If, if I'm saying how I'm so upset about what's going on and this is wrong, it's wrong on every account. And you're saying, well, you know, I'm not fully invested. I'm not involved. I understand, you know, that um, there's suffering, what have you, but I'm not, it's just not getting under my skin. Then I come at you and well, that's, you know, you don't care then. How can you not care about a fellow human being? So you're going to come from a place of love with a question. What would that be? I would, I would ask you the Sandra Walters. I do. I care, but I do not carry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just say, now, what about this? When a person says, well, then I think that's either denial or diversion, your escapism, you don't want to partake. So that's no, just their a, I- idea. Yeah, I would, I right. Yeah, that's just their idea. And also, I can tell people in that moment, what I choose to do energetically for myself helps the world. Whatever emotional vibration I am putting out in my little area 
is helping the world. So I know that will help the world. That is my part. My part is maintaining a neutral standpoint and making sure that I keep that neutral standpoint. And so that, and, and yeah, that's, and, that's all I can say. And emotional terror, you know, emotional terrorism and being emotionally terrified all the time is an activism. You're not helping anything by being scared. And I think people have gotten conned into this belief that they have to be in a heightened sense of trauma to feel like they're actually helping. And that's not true. Sometimes helping does cause a high level of anxiety because you're in the thick of it. But sometimes, as Heather said, sometimes help helping comes in a different form. Um, but you're not contributing just because you're upset about yeah. something. Because a lot of people get all upset and they get worked up and then they that's it. Right. All they want to do is talk about it and be upset. And it's like, have you even just donated a little bit of money? Like you, you're not even doing anything, just being upset. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. That goes back to my, is this effective? And it's not because contributing to the level of anxiety in the world is never effective or helpful. But if you can start to be that quiet stillness and more people do that, that's when change really and you can act from there, or you can just remain in that quiet stillness, holding that space for the people who are being called to actually take action. So I was recently charged a few days ago at night. I was on the spiritual side of things because I was just unindated. And I, re I, re I now realize I was releasing a lot of energy because I wanted to clear out the energy of efforting. I wanted to stop efforting. So everything came to a point where I was just efforting, 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 efforting. And I was super emotional, super triggered. And, and I was so frustrated and crying. And I knew in that moment that, you know, these energies were picking on me and making it to the 10th degree. And I was trying to separate myself at the same time as I was super emotionally charged. And all I could say is, I don't have to choose from an emotional standpoint right at this moment because cause at that moment I wanted to walk away from my spiritual path. Like I had had enough and I knew, and I was asking myself how much of this was mine and I knew a lot of it wasn't mine. So all I could do was just stop in that moment. I need to go to sleep and something will, will come about, but not picking from that emotional standpoint when you are super triggered is another one. Yeah, can you can good. you explain um, efforting? What does that mean to you? Efforting. So doing something over and over again, uh, thinking you're okay. getting different results. Also known as uh, in Heather's world, stuck on stupid. So but no, it was just you you keep on like running up against the wall, running mm -hmm. up against the wall, and you're just like, it's not working. What's working now? And it's just doing like the same behavior over and over. Okay. Stop for a okay. second, take yeah, a breath. Stop yourself. Uh -huh. And the same thing with the emotions. If you're super right. charged and you want to mm -hmm. go do something, stop for a moment, take a breath, reassess, and be like, nothing's you're not gonna gain anything by coming at it from an emotional mental wounding. So, and I knew from that moment, as much as I wanted to walk away, it was like, no, no, I'm not walking away, coming at it from emotional wounding and like nothing good ever comes from that. So if you can stop yourself, you know, and realize that trigger. Well, and something that you said about the efforting, um, and I think we had this conversation. It's like when you're efforting for me, it's usually a bunch of verbal 
mental, almost like mantras that I'm repeating or repeating and just to get to, you know, like I'm repeating my mantras or whatever, just to get it to a place of calm. And it's like, hold on, focus on my feeling energetically, emotionally, just even if you have to fake it, fake a feeling of calm and let the verbal crap and those shoulds, and this is what it's supposed to look like. And this is how I'm supposed to help. And just let that go and tap in and be calm. Yeah. Because that's the end result you're trying to get to anyways. E- even if you can't tap into being calm, because I, because I was at that moment, everything that came up was repressed depression. So you can imagine all these past lifetimes coming up all at once. Mm-hmm. I was done. That was the emotion. And I, I realized that that wasn't me. It was another, it's a past aspect of my life that was done and over it all. So I was just, I had to hunker down in and wait just wait. When those moments come up, I really, uh, I focus on the fact that all these thoughts, all these like constructs that create Angela in this lifetime is just for this lifetime. Like who knows who I was or what I believed or what I thought was righteous in another life, right? It's all so temporary. So that usually will get me to calm down when I'm having these repressed things come up and think, okay, but you know what? That's that's this lifetime. Who, that's not who I truly am. And I focus on being the soul and just letting go. I think of it as the soul is the actor and this lifetime is a role, right? So you get caught up. The actor can get caught up in this certain role. And it's like, no, you've played several roles. So just let the lines go. Let the motivation go. Take, you know, just let it all, the identity go and just, just be. That's usually what helps me. I think if people realize that peace is not something that's going to ever come to you, that you've got to choose it. Mm-hmm. And it's in only our control. So when you're caught up in this worry of fear and um, anger and rage, what have you, like you both were talking about, how do you work through those emotions is you got to have a choice. Like you said, is it serving you, the person? Angela was talking about how you're, where you're in that state, you're no good to to the, the whole, you're not good to anything around you and certainly to yourself, right? But you're affecting everyone. If you're in a state of, oh my God, look at this horrible things. You're watching the news on a regular basis. You're talking to people who have the same constant um, conversation that you're just, you're just feeding it. But if yeah. you then take that space either to yourself or escape that conversation and go to that place of, of calm and understand what, you know, what's best for me right now, peace, you know, peace, a more effective peace in a peaceful state may start small and it expands. What if, if we did that as a world? Maybe, I don't know. Oh. Maybe, maybe this wouldn't even be happening. All I know is that right when we listen to the media or listen to people who continue to rile us up, we just continue to feed it. And again, hold, like Angel said, hold space for the whole, for the world and our mm-hmm. calmness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're able to do it now without the guilt and without the word shame or without the expectations that maybe we used to place upon ourselves because we believed other people knew better than we did. And this is such, I think, a perfect example when we do our work as we have and we invest and we realize that we know best for ourselves, um, we're able to make these choices that, again, people may not understand, they may not agree with, and that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't make us angry. It doesn't make us feel guilty. It, it just brings nothing but reassurance, I think, to all of us that we're, we're, we are where we need to be, right? And, and anyone can get there, you know, if we, if we continue to just look into yourself and look into your reactions. 
I like that. Good summary. Yeah, I like that. Really lovely statement, Stephanie. Today, we like to thank you for listening and tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.